Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of TV and entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi Update. In the last episode, I told you about my busy December schedule. What I didn't tell you was that on December 5th, I attended an advanced press screening for The Color Purple. So uh, my bestie came along with me, T, the style medic, and then my sister. And my sister's company, Plum Soul Studio, made us these dope sweatshirts. Um, My sweatshirt was white. And the writing was in a glittery purple. Now, I'm not a purple girl, but the sweatshirts were dope. And it had each of the characters' names going down the front. Y'all, we did that. Um, Their sweatshirts were gray. And while we were there, people were like, oh, my God, I love your sweatshirts. Um, So a lot of people are going to the show and wearing purple. I believe that was Oprah's request. I'm not a purple girl. So this was the perfect way for me to get my purple in, stand out, and then also be left over with the dope shirt. So in uh, order, it says Sealy, Nettie, Suge, Sophia, and Squeak. So dope. Um, I've linked to that post just so you can see what it looks like um, in the description. What Mimi is watching, Mimi is watching the color purple, y'all, and I hope you will too. So let's take it from the top. So we all know the color purple is a cult classic, and obviously those things do not happen instantly. It takes time. So what you all should know by now is that the color purple derived from Alice Walker's uh, novel, came out in 1982. And then Steven Spielberg turned it into a film in 1985. And then after that, there were two Broadway productions. Now, this movie is easily one of the most quotable movies out there. We know the songs. We know the Uto Harpo to beat me. We know all the one-liners and everything. Now, what's wild is this movie definitely has impacted uh, generations and new faces were seen back then, right? So Oprah was unforgettable as Sophia. Um, honestly, truly, she did that role so well that I feel like those are big shoes to fill. Um, and then after starring in it, she was uh, one of the producers of the play. So she won a Tony Award uh, for Broadway the Musical in 2015. Now, I have not seen the musical. Well, I had not seen it when it came out way back then. Um, but I heard it was really good. Uh, I'm fickle about musicals. I'm not a musical girl, but there are a few that I like. Um, now, the dope thing is that Oprah has since passed the torch on to an incredible new cast. And y'all, they killed it. They absolutely killed it. So you'll see some familiar faces, but you're going to see some new faces. I get excited about the new faces because one, that means that Hollywood is continuing to churn out folk, right? And that's ultimately what we want. They later become our favorites, but we need to keep it fresh. And I think this is uh, exactly what they've done with this iteration. So I hope they go far in the industry. Like their talents are incredible just off the bat. All right. So 
they brought their A game and they gave us a side of them that we hadn't seen before. Now, this is a new reimagined version of The Color Purple. This is not a copy of the remake from 1985. It's not. Now, I told you I have not seen the Broadway play, but my understanding is that this iteration is the baby of the book and the musical. Now, with that said, this version holds true to the storytelling of the original nonetheless, uh, but it felt less heavy. So before I get into my thoughts and my opinions, which I don't have a lot, but I do have some, let's talk about the cast. So silly. Back then, Whoopi Goldberg um, scored a 1986 Oscar nomination for Best Actress in Leading Role, and she won a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Drama that same year. So obviously she went on to become an EGOT, uh, which is someone who's won an Emmy, a Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. Um, She was the first black woman to do so. I love me some Whoopi. She been bad as hell from jump. Uh... So, yeah. So now Fantasia is playing Celie. Um, and she did an, a, almost about a nine month run as Celie in the original Broadway show. So she's not new to this. Um, and then she decided to take y'all. OK, so I don't know if y'all watch like the press junket interviews and stuff like that. But Fantasia decided to actually take Celie's on screen punches from her abusive husband, Mr., instead of using the stunt double. Now, Mr.'s played by actor Coleman Domingo. And at first he was like, hell no, nah, bring that stunt double out. Uh, but what she said, which was profound, was that she could relate to Celie and she was, Celie carries everybody on her back. And that's how she felt in her real life. And so it was healing for her. Um, it was kind of like, I don't know, addressing the, the men that have wronged her in her life. And um, yeah, she she put her all into the role. So Fantasia received her first Golden Globe uh, this year in the best performance by a female actor in a motion picture, musical and comedy category for The Color Purple. So the nominations are out. And let me tell y'all, every year, we get lured in or overlooked and then we're disappointed. They better not play in their face, okay? Because the color purple, they did that. All right, so Young Seely is played by Felicia and Posse. She's a new face, but you know what, y'all? She's a DMV girl. She is from Silver Spring and she went to Good Counsel. Uh, funny enough, she is actually named after actress Felicia Rashad. Um, and she shared a story that a week before graduating college, she was cast in the national tour of Disney's The Lion King. Um, and that's her credit. So she's a newcomer to Hollywood, but sis got staying power, okay? Um, and she went after it. She said she wanted it. And at first they told her no, and she just kept going. Um, which obviously resilience is a recurring theme in the movie. So fitting for the journey. All right, Nettie. So... Original Nettie Akusa was played by a Ghanaian princess, and she actually played young and adult Nettie, uh, which is obviously Celie's young sister in the original film. This time, they had different people play both. So now Sierra 
is playing older Nettie. And she's in that movie for about 2.5 seconds. Um, but she does have some new music out on a, um, on the soundtrack. And so young Nettie is played by Halle Bailey, um, singer from the singing group, Chloe and Halle, and our black little mermaid. Um, she's in a bomb job. I was trying to think, I think I maybe saw her in one other thing. It was not little mermaid. I did not go see that. Um, but she did such a good job. Um, I think you will enjoy her performance. All right, so let's talk about Sophia. So y'all know Oprah Winfrey earned her first Oscar nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role and Golden Globe nomination for Best Performance by Actress in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture. I don't know why they make these titles so goddamn long. It feels unnecessary. So Oprah did that. And now Danielle Brooks has stepped into Oprah's shoes as Sophia. Now she stepped in her shoes back in 2015 for the Broadway revival. And she won a Grammy in the Best Musical Theater Album category. And then she also received a Tony nomination for Best Featured Actress in a Musical for the part in 2016. Um, She also just earned her first Golden Globe nomination for Best Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture for the Color Purple nailed it y'all she did right by Sophia she had some big shoes to fill like I said because Oprah Oprah did that but she did it justice you will not be disappointed in any way I promise you all right moving on so let's talk about mister mister was played by Danny Glover in uh back in the day y'all and as chaotic as mister is there was some big shoes to be filled here um Danny was committed to his role. (laughs) Like you wanted to punch Mr. in his face. Like he was that good at it. But now Coleman Domingo, y'all, this man can transform into anyone and nail each role with precision. So he was in Fear the Walking Dead. He was in Rustin, which is a new uh, Netflix movie. He was in Euphoria, which is Zendaya's show. He was in Candyman. He was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He was in If Bill Street Could Talk. He was in Selma. My man's got receipts, okay? He deserves all of the accolades. He embodied this role. Again, these were big shoes to fill, but he did that and he left no gaps. I promise you. All right, next there's Shug. So then Margaret Avery um, played Mrs. Mistress. (laughs) And Shug was everything. She was so dainty and so feminine and so classy. She received an Oscar nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Um... And while we don't see a whole lot about her, she did walk the red carpet at the official Color Purple um, screening, which I thought was really beautiful to see her come out and support the project. And especially because she's part of history. She did that. Um, And now Taraji P. Henson, also another DMV native, is playing Suge's role. Um, So she has talked about how she declined the color purple um when they were doing it on broadway and she was like listen (laughs) i ain't trying to sing like she can sing but she can't sing and going against a fantasia and a danielle brooks listen you got to be able to stand flat-footed and belt out a tune because those other sisters can blow um so 
She said that Oprah allowed them to kind of make the role their own. And I'm sure that was a scary thing to do because again, big shoes, recurring theme. But she did a really good job. She had done some additional vocal training and everything, but she did a really good job as Shook. Tarashi kind of has a natural uh, femininity, femininity, uh-uh, femininity and um, almost like sexy a little bit. Like I feel like she was she was kind of perfect for Shook. I couldn't think of somebody else off the top of my head that probably would have done this role justice. I feel like Taraji's natural energy kind of embodies that Shook vibe. All right, so then there was Harpo. Harpo back then was played by Willard Pugh. Um, and Harpo is a fool. <laughs> Like we laughed at him and his antics and he gave us some quotable lines for sure. Um, But now it's played by Corey Hawkins, who is also from the DMV. Are y'all noticing the theme? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? The DMV is pumping out some talent. Um, So Corey went to, uh, he's from DC and he went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts, obviously for musical stuff. Um, And so... I like what he brings to Harpo. It's a modern take, but um, he nails everything about Harpo. And I like that. You feel that same energy you feel <laughs> when Harpo uh, is on the screen from the original as when Corey is. Um, so he and uh, Danielle Brooks, actually go way back. Um, They've been friends since they were in Juilliard. Uh, It was a class of 18 students. And um, so they were not strangers to each other, which is funny, right? Because who knew they'd end up um, as a couple all these years later in The Color Purple. Um, So Corey Hawkins, says he's been out for a minute, he was Benny in the movie The Heights, which was a musical. Um, he was in Black Klansman. He played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton and he was in The Walking Dead. All right, so that's mostly it for the cast. So let's touch on a few points that I want to iterate. So um, this iteration of the movie felt lighter. They still tackled the heavy stuff, but it didn't feel heavy like it did in the original. I definitely appreciated that. I don't know if that was by design, but I would dare to say that it is. First of all, Oprah and Steven Spielberg ain't about happenstance. So I feel like that was probably their intent. And I felt it and I appreciate them for that. All right, David Allen Greer. Did y'all know David Allen Greer was in The Color Purple? Y'all, David Allen Greer is so damn spectacular. He plays Reverend Avery, so Shook Avery's daddy. And when I saw him on the screen, I immediately thought of Reverend Leon Lonnie Love from Martin. <laughs> he was so good. I feel like David Allen Greer, you got to say all three names. I don't feel like he gets the flowers that he absolutely deserves. This man has been acting for years. He is 67 years old and my man is booked and busy. In the last three weeks or so, I have seen him in at least three movies. Three movies at 67? Come on, man. Um, He delivers. He's so expressive uh, with his face without even saying anything. I think they did a spectacular job with casting. Um, And then we also had Lou Gossett Jr. And he's playing the old mister, which totally worked. 
what I did recognize about him is that for the first time I see him as an old man. Now I imagine he was probably what was considered an old man when I was a kid and I first saw him on the screen. Uh, but he is 87 years old. He is 87. My man's is almost 90 and he is out here booked and busy. Mm. I'm not trying to work till 87, but I'm just saying <laughs> he is out here. All right. So then we have her and she plays Squeak. And can I just say how beautiful and stunning her is? So she tends to she has her own particular style of dress, right? Her music style. And we see her in these old, very matronly, if you will, type outfits from back in the day. First of all, she looked like she was 12 years old. She looked so young. Also, her hair was pulled back off her face. Like you could really see her. She's so beautiful. Um, she did a, She did a good job as Squeak. It was funny. It was definitely funny. Okay, so let's talk about Dion motherfucking Cole. Dion Cole was so goddamn amazing in this movie in all of the most chaotic ways. So we always see him for the comedian that he is, right? He kept me laughing and blackish all the time. Between him and Diane, it was hilarious. But this time we see him uh, uh, in a totally different light. It was fresh, refreshing, but also definitely obnoxious because... Dion Cole. So he's playing Alfonso, which is the father of Celie and Nettie. And he played this role to a T. Matter of fact, I didn't quite realize he was in the movie. So when he popped up on the screen, I was looking and I was like, is that Dion Cole? Y'all, he just unlocked, unlocked a whole new level in his career. And I hope it works in his favor. He did a great job to the point where I also wanted to punch his face. So there's that. All right, so there is a cameo in the movie that absolutely made my heart smile. I didn't expect it, and I didn't expect to be excited about it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is or when you see it, but you cannot miss it. I think the audience began to applaud when we were watching, but it is a welcome cameo. All right. So let's talk about Danielle Brooks for a second. So she has a song in a movie called Hell No. Y'all, when you hear it, listen to the goddamn lyrics, okay? Listen to it intently. Matter of fact, you can listen to it right now before you go see the movie because the soundtrack is out and it's good. They got quite a few songs. There's another song called Suge Avery um, and it's when she comes to town. That shit is funny. You should listen to the lyrics of that one too. Um, also, ooh. Tamala Mann, Miss Take Me to the King herself, is in the movie, singing her face off like we know she does. Um, the song she's singing is called Mysterious Ways. And we we don't need to talk about the vocals. We know that they were outstanding. But it's it's a musical, right? So this is a performance of the song. She got dancers and everything. And it just really sets the feeling and the vibe for the movie in that moment. Also, I'll say... There is, uh, there's like a, it's a feeling of sisterhood. I'll call it sisterhood and a feeling of triumph that I feel like you can feel kind of radiating off the screen. Now you could go with your family. You could even go with your babe, 
my babe don't like musicals, so I don't have to worry about that. But go with your girls. Like this is a girls, girls kind of movie. Um, I would never take my daughter to see it, but if you want to, you can, cause that's your business. But um, I wouldn't. It's still the color purple, and you still have the incest, you still have the rape, you still have the abuse. Like, if you are comfortable with having those conversations with your children in the now, like maybe when they see it, then do how you do. But if not, yeah, you might want to have some conversations in the beginning and you don't have to go into graphic detail or whatever, but just let them know what they will see on the screen. So it's not jolting. All right. I have two small spoilers. I say spoilers. I should put air quotes around spoilers. They're very lightweight. So there was one scene that I missed from the original. So as I was watching, I loosely had a list of things in my head that I felt like this movie also needed to have this version right and there is a scene that I felt like this version should have and it didn't have it I don't know why um it was a huge scene in the original movie and um it's when Suge walks into the church singing God's trying to tell you something with everyone walking in behind her. That scene isn't in the movie. You get the song, but it's not set up the same. Now, even though I know that this is definitely an iteration of, right? It's a musical version. It's a new take and look. But I, I would love to know the why behind it. Um. Now, what I will say, because it's such an iconic scene, you can't fuck it up. Like in order to do it, you have to nail it. And I don't know if it's possible to do that, but that scene isn't in the movie. Um, there is a scene in the movie where someone calls someone else dead horse shit. And well, I have since added that to my vernacular. When I tell you, <laughs> me and T leaned over and was like, bitch, what? <laughs> dead horse shit? Oh my God, that's some funny shit to call somebody. And I look forward to yelling that out. Probably most likely to someone in traffic, but whatever. I'm, I'm sticking beside it, okay? I'm going to use it. Just make sure I don't have to use it on you. So that is it. That is all for my Color Purple recap. Color Purple is out in theaters on a Christmas day. Go see it. Go support this film. Um, yes, this is still Steven Spielberg movie, but this is an all black cast. This is a movie essentially for us in large in part by us. You got the Oprah's and the Quincy Jones, just like you did before. Um, and like I said, obviously the whole cast is black. It is spectacular. You will not be disappointed. If you are, let me know why. I'm gonna challenge you. And I'm not going to give you your money back, but I don't think that you'll be disappointed. I think you will enjoy it. I think you will run the gamut of emotions, um, but support the movie and make sure when you get your ticket, that, that shit says the color purple. Don't let them give you some other ticket and be like, oh yeah, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Cause we want to make sure they get all their coins at the box office. So when you go see it, send me a message on social slide into my dms or you can hell you can even comment on a color purple post i have on my feed but let me know your thoughts 
This is our last podcast episode for 2023. Thank you for rocking with me. I appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy whatever it is that you celebrate. Sending lots of well wishes, good vibes to you and your family. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. If you like it, you love it, and you want some more of it, please leave a rating and or a review on your favorite podcast platform. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties. <laughs>